When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the uh, title of our podcast today is Death Row Granny, Serial Killer, Margie Velma Barfield. Uh, Velma Barfield was a 52-year-old grandmother who killed a bunch of people and ended up on death row. So we're going to talk about all of her her dastardly deeds. But before I do... Let me remind you that we are a uh, true crime comedy podcast, and we use adult language. So if adult language offends you, then... um, Grow the fuck up. It's a tough world out there. People starving to death, and you worried about uh, language. language. Please check out one of the other fine podcasts. Our spotlight podcast today is Kiwi Crime. Um, Crime uh, stories from New Zealand. Colonel, I know you're... There's some crazy motherfuckers over there. So please check out Kiwi Crime... I got it right. You did get it right this yeah. time. Check it out. It's a good podcast. If you like true crime, then you're going to love Kiwi Crime. So check it out. Um, I would like to introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, uh, a woman who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. The very, um, how would you describe her, Colonel, if you, in one word, if you had one word? Wretched. Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? That's hurtful. You didn't use my word. <laughs> well, I know. I just let you say it. Oh, okay. That that leaves him being the good guy, <laughs> yeah. and you being the asshole, huh? fucker. I think that there's a lot of people who would agree with me, but they're afraid to speak up. I had. No. I speak truth to power, Timmy. Thank you, Kurt. Do you? you, you haven't, he hasn't been introduced yet. Do you, no. third asshole? Do you speak to truth <laughs> to power? Speak truth We're going to hear about all his drama in a minute, but let's oh hear about God. all your drama first. Well, okay. Let's start with, first of all, again, I had to have another mammogram by a 110-pound girl with an A cup. What do you get, one a week? I mean, is it really? Yeah. That, I mean, is that why my health care cost is going up? Because <laughs> you're getting your titties looked you're at every week? Do you understand? <laughs> I am. You fucked up Obamacare. Well, it's like. It's like when the Hubble telescope has to go take a picture of the sun. It has to take multiple pictures over days to get the entire thing. All right. So, so all I had well. to do that, and that was bullshit. And then my fucking 18-year-old kid who thinks so money on, just on, goddamn look. grows on trees. You can't just what? You, can, you have to have to transition from the You kind of skipped don't. over the breast part a little bit. So are you saying other than sagging more, your breasts change over time? 
What are you doing with your hand motions there? <laughs> you look like... <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I can tell you that. I'm just the saying, colonel has his hands as if he's getting ready to squeeze brandy. And it, I, I'm just saying you're saying your breasts... going to draw back a nub. Your, your breasts change over time is what you're saying. I mean, I know they, gravity has an impact on them, and they're, you know, they're pointing south now, but because you're over 40. But First of all, my breasts are <clears> just fine. Thank you very much. Okay, I'll take your word for that, but... Um, but you're saying the breasts you had on Monday aren't the same as the breasts you have on Tuesday. That's what I'm not understanding. So they found a spot when they took my first mammogram. So then I had to go back and have another one done so that they could see what that spot was. And then after I had two more mammograms and they couldn't figure out what the spot was, I had to have an ultrasound. And so now I have to go back in six months to see whatever spot it is, if it has changed or whatever, gone away. Could it be part of a broken off stake when somebody tried to drive it through your heart? Completely possible. I rule nothing out. Could it okay. be a nipple? It could not be. Do you have... Just throwing that out there. Thank you. No. Now, do you have to take your you know, piercings want, out before want... you have the mammogram? Yeah, they don't like that. Okay. Just didn't know. I didn't know. Because okay. I know in MRIs, they'll pull them right off. Yeah, no, it's not. Like mammogram, you okay? I don't have any piercings, but on a mammogram, I don't know if you have to take them out or not. I don't either. That's a good question, though. Well, yeah, next time I see Little Miss Let's Size 2, I will make her, I will let her know as she struggles to set my tit up on this tray. Yeah. Like, can I help you out? Did they get a car jack or something? Did you just. <laughs> well, we're glad that you, we, we are glad you're being proactive and getting. Uh, Thank you. But uh, what else is, what other drama you got? My going? fucking kid spends $40 in one day at the goddamn school cafeteria. What kind of fucking bullshit is that? I'm throwing money in his fucking account every fucking week. And not a little bit of money, like $75, $100. And this is your 18-year-old. This motherfucker, well, the six-year-old doesn't eat anything from the cafeteria. That's crazy talk. This mm -hmm. motherfucker is going through, he's spending more money in the cafeteria than I spend on groceries. Well, I mean, what he's a growing boy. kind growing of boy. fucking bullshit? Six goddamn sandwiches in one day at one time. Have you have you never smoked the weed? <laughs> it makes you hungry. It does make you hungry. It was a little early for wake and bake. <laughs> never mind the fact that you know he's been riding in with my mom. So unless they're you know blazing up in the car, well, maybe your mom ate two of the sandwiches. Yeah, I don't think that? so. No. Yeah, you haven't investigated any of this. You're just throwing out Act, allegations. Yeah, exactly. Seems a little irresponsible to me. Let me tell you something. If my mother ate two of those sandwiches, she better fucking pay for her own goddamn sandwiches. That bitch has got more money than God. So, you know, and even so, that still leaves Jake with four motherfucking sandwiches. Hold on. So, so far in, in her rant, she's called her son a motherfucker and her mother a bitch. Yeah, and and a whore, I believe. But I did is, not. Is this the lady? You, I love this my is the lady you, read, you read into that. I read into that. <laughs> I this love is my the lady that's letting you live in her basement, correct? Yes, she is. But she's a bitch and an evildoer and no. a no. heathen and whatever. Do you no. love it that Brandy is the actual person who's living in her mother's basement? I know. Basement? Is that not the saddest <laughs> thing ever? Well, it's, and then I told you I fell down like the stairs. Well, I fell down the me. stairs. No, it's awful. <laughs> What's awful is I'm turning into my grandmother who lived down there because I fell down the stairs the other day. And so I'm like, son of a bitch. So I'd hurt my back and I'd hurt my shoulder. So I thought, well, I'll go in. I'll sit down. And 
in my armchair <laughs> and watch what's on my DVR. So wait, I got wait, wait, wait. what? Did, 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 did you have a shawl? Or did you have a shawl? <laughs> I didn't have a shawl, but I had an afghan that okay. I put on the over me. Thing. Okay, I had my heating pad on. I had my glasses with my glasses chain going, <laughs> watching Doctor Phil in the middle of the afternoon. You DVR Doctor Phil? That's where I'm at in my life. You know, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. You if I was right over your mother. You're right now your grandmother. Oh, I'm told my grandmother. <laughs> And the thing is, no, I don't like Dr. Phil. I'm going to punch Dr. Phil right in his, right well, in his if, damn mouth. And if you do, that's fine. I don't like Dr. Phil necessarily, but he has on the most fascinating motherfuckers. <laughs> he has the most amazing people on there. Like, I don't even know where. Whoever is his booking agent is a fantastic job. Do you know what I heard Dr. Phil say one time? Uh, Sex is not a reward. Well, now, how in the fuck are you going to get the grass? I ain't cutting the grass. I ain't gonna. If sex ain't if if sex ain't a reward. If sex is off the table. If sex is off the table, I ain't I ain't doing shit. Last night I come home, I fix the dryer. What's my reward? Dry clothes. No motherfucker. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. My wife is becoming more and more wretched because last night I come home and she said the dryer don't work. I said, "What's wrong with the dryer?" And she said, "Well, I used to take clothes out of the washer, and it would do this magical thing, magical thing, and they come out dry. Now it goes, and they come out wet." I was like, "Okay, I had that coming, but you want yeah. to tell me what it's doing?" But let me tell you. Wait a minute! You haven't been in the boost yet. You're <clears throat> oh, in brandy. I'm sorry. He is in brandy time. No, brandy anyway, time. Brandy, we're kind glad of a while. The mammograms. Yeah, it was a responsible thing to do. It was. Sorry, all ladies, go have your mammograms. Sorry that your son is bleeding you dry, but I'm glad what that you. What is that? I'm glad to have us, you know, a nice little cozy place. I love him, but God, dumb. I love that song too. I love what? I love that song. What song? Oh, Black Betty, Mamma Graham. Oh, oh Black yeah. Betty, Mamma Graham. That one. Black Betty had a child. Let Mamma me introduce Graham. the uh, loud one, most dangerous man in podcasting today. No. A man who has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair by mm -hmm. no one. The very honorable, nope, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I got a couple grievances. Of course, me. you do. All right. First of all, and you know I love my Jewish friends, right? Yes. What? But how is this starting? Okay. How is this starting this way? And I don't want anybody to take no offense. No. But those people have a lot of holidays. A lot of holidays. I think they have fewer holidays than Christians, but go ahead. Get, no, go they ahead. have a lot of holidays. You know, to dig your what hole. they have is a lot of holidays that inconvenience him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to have all kinds of stuff done. The girl tells me Friday, you know what, we're going to do this Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And then she calls me back on Monday and says, you know what, the doctor promised you Tuesday, Thursday, but he forgot that it's a Jewish holiday. And I was like, well, I'm not Jewish, so go ahead and do it, gentlemen. I'm good. But apparently he's Jewish. And it's like the Jewish New Year. Uh -huh. Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. It's one of those crazy holidays. It's Rosh Hashanah, isn't it? September? It's not the 12 days of I Christmas. Don't I don't know. But anyway, I all I know is I got to now wait till Tuesday. Huh. It might be Yom Kippur. I will look that up. I, uh, those are the only two you know, isn't it? Yes. There you go. I believe it's Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Um, so that, you know, kind of inconvenient. But they have a lot of holidays. And you know what? They don't have fun holidays like we do. They have like grim holidays I, I just don't think i would like that okay so you've offended um, i love listeners. our jewish friends i love if you if you're out there and you're jewish 
I just wish you wouldn't have some. Uh, work through the holidays. I work through the holidays. I come into work on Halloween. Do you work on Christmas? You would not have surgery on Christmas. I'd have Christmas. I'd have surgery on Halloween. I'd have surgery well, on Columbus Day. Holiday, I'd have. Yeah, it's a it's a holiday for us. No, no, it's not. Halloween is not. Well, you know what I mean. No. So anyway, let me tell you this though, Timmy. Yes. Let me tell you this now. I can't. I just because there's there's one maybe two people in the world that would have considered this. Now, two years ago, my dryer breaks right. Oh, we're back to the dryer. We're out talking about looking at new dryers, and I say to the guy, he's like, this one's got steam and all this and that. And I said, you know, if I take the clothes out of the washer and I put it in this $400 machine, they come out a half hour later dry. And if I put it in this $1,100 machine, they come out a half hour later dry. Why would I buy the $1,100 machine? But you know what I did? Because he aggravated me. Okay. He treated First me like all, I was stupid. That was a side street that we didn't need to go down. Yeah, you're right. It is no, Rosh we're getting Hashanah. into something good. Rosh Hashanah. Is uh, are Rosh we getting Hashanah? into something yeah. good? Can we? Okay. So, you know what I did? I uh, said, hell with this, because I, I know where a used appliance store is. Of course you do. So, I went and bought a dryer exactly like the one I had, because a drum broke on my dryer. Mm -hmm. Exactly like the one I had. Mm -hmm. Stripped every single part off of that dryer. Left the metal out for the sheet metal, for the metal collectors. Mm -hmm. And last night, I said, well, could you give me a description of, could you tell me what's ailing the dryer, what it's doing? And Renee said, well, it's heating up, but then it cool, stops heating. And then it'll heat up t 10 minutes later, it'll get hot again, and then it'll get not hot again. And I said, do you know what that sounds like to me, Renee? That sounds like the gas coil valves on there. Let me go back to down into the garage to my boxo parts get the exact gas coil valves that I pulled off the old dryer, put them on, I got a working dryer. Well, that's fascinating. And, you know, the, the whole point of this podcast is to be entertaining. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm like a goddamn it's, YouTube video just But it's not waiting Rosh, to happen. I, I lied. It was Rosh Hashanah is in October, so I, I, they, I think they just lied to you. Sons of bitches. They... Uh, Let's take out my gallbladder and let's talk about. I told you to let me do it. Let's talk about death row granny, shall we? I got a screwdriver. Somebody, we got to have Jewish listeners out there. Somebody tell us what holiday it is, because this is bugging me now. Okay, death row granny, known as death row granny, Brandy. I heard Velma Barfield was a 52-year-old grandmother who poisoned many people in her day. That was her main weapon, poison. All right. She used arsenic. I don't know if she used old, old lace. lace or not. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. I wonder if she used old spice. On November 2nd, <laughs> Colonel, 1984, Velma was the first woman executed after the death penalty was reinstituted in 1976. It's in, Rosh Hashanah, Timmy. In North Carolina. Rosh Hashanah is in October. Rosh Hashanah this year is September 21st, Timmy. She is the first woman to die. Of lethal injection, lethal injection in since the death penalty was reinstituted. All right, let me tell you about her life, Brandy. I know you're um, dying to know. Yeah, Margie Velma Bolliard. Somebody didn't love her. Was born in South Carolina on October 29, 1932. Her parents were Murphy and Lily. Hey, Murphy. Uh, Velma. 
as she would be become known. She went by her middle name Velma, like Scooby Doo, the lesbian in Scooby Doo. I don't why why does well, she, I, Colonel? Oh, she was a lesbian. Why he, told, he told me she was. She lesbian. played he, on the softball team. He has connections. Um, yeah, had that little short pixie haircut. Little she Bobby looks like socks. an intellectual because she had the glasses. Mm-hmm. She's looked yeah. really smart. That makes her a lesbian. Oh, she no, was a lesbian, he told no. me she was a. Lesbian. No, she was a lesbian. Everybody knows she was the lesbian. That may be, but that's profiling. Uh, no, who was the who was the redheaded? Did Trixie Daphne on was there? A whore. Trixie? Daphne was a whore. Daphne, yeah, her and Daphne used to get together. Daphne from was time all, to time. Daphne was climbing Fred's tree. Uh, How is Scooby <clears throat> and Scrappy Doo related? They're cousins. Cousins. I never see the rest of the family. Well, no, his mother's been on there before. Mm-hmm. What's his mother's name? Mrs. Scooby. Me, Mrs. Do. <laughs> Old lady do. Scooby mama. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Doobie doobie. Yeah, Do. we don't know if Elma was a lesbian in, on Scooby Doo. We're pretty sure she was. That's I mean, there was some speculation by the colonel. Yeah, by nobody else but the colonel. You, you I mean, you're going to tell me how to, and, and Fred... You know, and and I Fred ain't was mean to disparage. Killing that ascot. He was killing the ascot, but how? <clears throat> I know one person with an ascot. That's my son Tanner. My son Tanner does not like girls. Fred has an ascot. Hmm. Do the math. You're, you they were the are first. Like Sherlock Holmes they were with your the powers first. Of I mean, they were just. How do you know it was diversity. really him? You could maybe take off his mask, and it might have been. <laughs> That's true. It could have been Farmer Bill oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to scare old man him Winter. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, no, they had a lot of diversity on there. They had stoners on there. There wasn't a lot of they diversity. Stoners. They were stoners. You know, they could have cut right to the chase and just pulled the person's mask. It was the same. It was the same thing every show. Someone had a mask. But on. it didn't matter because every show you tuned in and watched and mm-hmm. never knew who it was. I figured it out. No, you didn't. Oh, I figured it oh, out. Oh, you figured out dick. <laughs> Usually, it was always the second person introduced, second new person introduced to the show that was the that was the person mm. that was guilty. Mm-mm. Look at Go back and look at the shows. There was always one. There was a person who was like a little bit puzzled by what was going on, and then they'd come in, and they'd be like Sheriff Bob. You know, oh, this year, we're going to find this oh, guy. Oh, it's always the good guy. It was the... Yeah. Well, it was somebody who called them in sometimes. Yeah. 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 Or you know, I, the mysteries. amusement park episode was scary as hell. They well, and but here's the thing: they like stumble onto shit. Like, where are you driving around that you just stumble onto mysteries? Mystery, yeah. Well, they were driving there's a mystery. Ma- you know, there's a there's a Loch Ness monster in it. Well, you know what, what I know? Nobody ever paid them. A mystery machine. No. Nobody ever paid them. Yeah. Yeah. How did they pay for gas? Well, I believe they Daphne, Bud. Daphne was a hooker. I believe. <laughs> Maybe Velma if, if was. The van is Daphne the was a sex worker. Maybe Velma was. No, Velma was a lesbian. She was. She did some porn um, when she was young, when what? she needed the money. You're an idiot. Stop ruining my childhood. Just saying. Maybe uh, Scooby did a little bestiality film. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You don't know. Why you got to push it, Dad? Timmy? Why? Huh? Let me talk about. Huh? Let Tell me, talk me about, about Velma yeah. Marie here or Ooh. whatever. Margie Velma. Margie Velma. It has a ring to it. Anyway, it they, does the, family, the family lived in Wade, North Carolina. Her father had a small farm. You ever farm. been there, Colonel? I have been outside Wade. Well, we're outside have, Wade now, you idiot. I, the I, burbs. I haven't been yeah. in the suburbs of Wade, North Carolina. Have you? What's it mm-hmm. close to? You can see the skyline from where he was. Um, what's it close to? Uh-huh. It's close to uh, Knee, 
North Carolina. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You wait. Raleigh. Hmm? By Mount Pilot. Yeah. yeah. Mount Carmel. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jackass. Mayberry. No. All right. So they lived on the farm. They had no electricity or running water and no outhouse. What? She learned to take trips to the woods or use chamber pots to relieve herself. What? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they have it. an outhouse? Why can't they build an outhouse? I don't know. They didn't. What the That's fuck a lazy with son of a bitch right there. They won't build an outhouse. Yeah. That's I, some I, bullshit. Murphy was not good with his Murphy. hands, I guess. Well, you no. only got to dig a ditch. I mean, that's all you got to do no, is dig well, a ditch. You got to build it. You got to put in the little, you know, little half moon. moon. But I mean, you just got to yeah. have somewhere for the for the turdage to drop to. Right. The I mean, turdage. you have to dig a big. <laughs> the turdage, yeah. You got to dig a big hole. I mean, mm-hmm. I get that. But then there's, you know, the little compartment. Oops. There, there's a little compartment so that you're not pooping in the snow. Yeah. You go into the little place, the porta potty, and you poop over the hole. Well, this is 1932. I'm not sure they had a porta potty around. No, I'm saying it's like a porta potty. It looks, it's the same basic concept as a porta potty. What's the difference? She went in the woods and. and well, A, privacy. Because there could be a bear shitting in the woods. Exactly. They had chamber pots. Ew. <laughs> hey, this, now I ain't lying to you now. My uncle used to live, when, when I was a kid, we used to stay with my uncle out in Goshen, Ohio. Uh-huh. They only had cold running water into the house. That explains a lot about Goshen. Mm-hmm. No, they truly did. Only had cold running water. They had a chair that had like a five-gallon bucket underneath it, had two handles on the side. Me and my cousin Jeff, every night we had to empty that some bitch out in the woods. That was the that was the toilet. I ain't, li- I ain't lying. I am not lying Remember about that. Remember when we did Oofty Goofy and Big Bertha threw the chamber pot down mm-hmm. on him when he was serenading her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should have cut that shit out. Because you, and you know what, you got to get synchronized. Because when that some bitch is full, and you're walking, you yeah. do not want splashes onto your gym yeah. shoes. Yeah. No, Can't get that no, out. no, 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 no. My trips to Goshen would be few and far between. All I, right, had I been you. All right, let's talk about Velma. Come on, come on, let's get to the. She lesbian. slept in the same room with her, in the same bed as her parents throughout high school. That's not Ew. creepy. Her father physically abused her mother. He was hot-tempered and went on drinking binges. Was she an only child? No, I think she had kids. I mean, sisters. And she was the only nine, one that yeah, slept she was, with? Yeah, she was second of nine children. And she was but the only one that slept with her parents? She was the oldest girl. That seems sketchy. She slept, yeah. It gets worse. Oh. She feared him. She feared her father throughout her childhood. She was a good student, though, Brandy. She liked school, and her teacher said that she worked very hard achieving her grades. Velma's father worked late shift at the textile mill, Colonel. Uh-oh. She didn't see much of him. To her parents, Velma's chores on the farm took priority over her education. Uh, her chores included cleaning the house, washing and ironing, mending of the family uh, uh, clothes, and cooking for every member of her family. There were 11 people in her family. So she had a lot of responsibility. As what was her mother doing? <laughs> things. Her mother's doing things. I don't she think so. She was getting beat by the old man. She was just resting up. Where are the rest of the kids? They were running wild. Those motherfuckers don't do anything. Those motherfuckers raised with wolves out here. So feral. school kind of got in the way, so her father would have her dismissed from school early on days that she needed to do extra laundry because they, were, they used a washboard, and it took a long time. Well, yeah. My husband acts like he has to do that every time he has to do a little laundry. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it could be worse. She could be using rocks, right? Yes. Um, she resented. Rocks tear up your clothes. Though. She resented the fact that she had to leave because well, she loved school. Yeah, she did. She loved school. I want you got to cook for these ungrateful ingrates. By the time at by the time she was twelve, Velma was cooking all of her family's meal meals each day. All her family's meals. Yeah, she oh. was she was responsible for cooking and cleaning. You know, for twelve people basically. And what's her mother doing besides popping out kids? <laughs> I I you know, I. I didn't follow her around. I don't know. Well, that's bullshit. She's probably watching Dr. Phil. Well, <laughs> and what, I don't blame her. What do old women do? Whatever. At school, Velma also proved to be bright, a bright, attentive student, but she was socially rejected by her peers because of her impoverished style. So she wasn't wearing the latest She's wearing a feed sack. Yeah. <laughs> shitting in the woods. I mean, she she'd be, be like, "Hey, can well, I?" I mean, have, she was cooking. She was carrying. Can the I have a bathroom pot? pass? Yeah. Let me tell you something. And then yeah, she, she they give her a bathroom pass, go. and then she walk she'd right out, out to the, the woods. woods. Yeah. My grandmother. People, kids, be looking out the window at her. My grandmother had this unbridled hatred for Loretta Lynn because evidently she wasn't poor. They grew up close to each other, and she knew that kind of knew of that family. That bitch has never seen poor. She knows poor when she has to walk around in other people's shoes and a feed sack and got holes in her shoes. She never had to do that. Hated her. Would not buy Wesson oil because she <laughs> hated Llewellyn. Hated, hated Sissy Spacek because Sissy <laughs> Spacek played, her in, played her in a movie. And probably hated Star Wars. And better or still. Carrie. Well, better still. Well, she, she hated Sissy Spacek. She hated the lady in Field of Dreams. Uh, well, goddamn the right. redhead. The yeah. red, hated her because she looked like Sissy Spacek, <laughs> who played Loretta Lynn. Six uh, degrees of. Oh, my gosh. She was a lunatic. She hated Kevin Bacon. She, <laughs> she, yeah, probably. She hated everybody else. But, oh, yeah, she didn't know poor. I had to do that. I'm not a big fan of Loretta Lynn's either, really. I don't give a flying crap about Loretta Lynn. I saw the place where my grandmother grew up with, like, I don't know how many umpteen kids. There's, like, six or seven of them. One, you know, one room. Maybe an outhouse sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes an outhouse? Well, you know, they had to move it, and that took time. And so then in between when they had to move it, because you can only put it someplace for so long before the shitter overflows. Really? In the yeah. daytime, they worked hard, and at night, they slept because they was tired. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. She had to sleep with, I don't know how many of her brothers and sisters. Well, this is, this is Velma's life here. And there were snakes in the house. And oh, they that, were, that's bullshit. And they were right. Is this the grand, uh, this is, is this D. Sweet D? Mm-hmm, okay. Sweet D. She, they didn't care. She loved having snakes in the house because the snakes would eat the mice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Snake I, a mess up I think I told you this. Like one time I went to Cabrini Green in, uh. Oh, I, yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago. It was a housing project, and, uh. We had to go up there for when I was in graduate school and so short. And uh, I was interviewing this couple, and they had these cats. And this couple's life was fucking, it was, it was chaos. They had like three kids in this two bed or one bedroom apartment. It was just a mess. But anyway, these cats were like huge. And then, um, you know, in my mind, I'm being a little judgmental, thinking, you know, you have nothing, you got all these kids, you know, but you got these two cats, whatever. And they said, you know, they had never fed those cats once. They just lived mm-hmm. off the mice in this housing project. So, 
and you were being Judge Judy. Yeah, look well, at I you. Didn't, not, I, Mr. No, Sub- just in my mind. Mr. Suburban Portsmouth boy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Being Judge Judy on with people. A, with a tin spoon in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Judging these people mm-hmm. in Cabrini mm-hmm. Green. Mm-hmm. 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 All <laughs> of a sudden, Mr. Better than somebody. <laughs> from Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, from Portsmouth. All right. Let me get back to Velma. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost my place. Got me all confused. Yeah. Well, that was difficult to do. Uh, so, Velma, yeah, she's a bright student. Didn't well in school, but, you know, parents wouldn't let her fully take Wouldn't let her thrive. Yeah. At school, as I said, she was being teased. She was stinky. She was oh, had bad so hygiene. I think she was. She, she, she was shitting shit. in the woods, Timmy. <laughs> you think there's not splashback from that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. You can't get yourself clean after <laughs> after shit. What if you got to go in the rain, like go out there in the rain? That's like having a bidet. No, it's not. Not mm-hmm. unless you stick your ass up to the sky. <laughs> and then the barrel is it like a clonic? You. Huh? Like a clonic? <laughs> if it's raining a little bit. Enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you get if you get a downpour, it might be. All right. So anyway, she felt inferior because she didn't have the you know the nice clothes the other kids had. So she started stealing. Oh. Was she any good at it? Well, she began stealing coins from her father's coin collection, Ooh-wee. and she uh, she was caught stealing from an elderly neighbor. Stole. Her punishment was severe. Damn right, stealing from old and people. And it uh, temporarily temporarily it cured her from stealing. Her father beat her basically. As he should. Um, no. Steal? You no, know, you don't steal no shit from old people. You steal shit from young people. Steal shit from young healthy people. You steal shit from old people. You got a beating coming. In 1945, Brandy. Yes. When she was 13 years old. The year you were born. <laughs> Velma's body, Colonel, started to mature. Oh, she blossomed to me. Blossomed like a spring flower on a vine. <laughs> <laughs> she got boobies. <laughs> I was trying to be a little more tactful. I don't know well, why. People started to notice. <laughs> she must have got big boobies. Including her father. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. That's not good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't think I like where this is headed. In the summer of 1945, her father surprised her. <laughs> I bought her an expensive pink ruffled gown. Oh, Carrie at the prom. And yeah. she said that it was the happiest day of her life until life. No, it was just happy cuz it was the only time he ever bought her anything. So, so yeah, he was what? rewarding the titties. Well, yes, but she, in turn, I'm sure, had to reward him. Well, let's stay tuned. Yeah, it's not it's not a good story. I, I don't like where this is heading. No, it's not. It's not good. In the fall of 1945, Colonel. Okay. You're painting Velma was feeling ill one day at school. She had her period. Mm-mm, she was just feeling bad. So she stayed home from school. <sighs> She was alone at home with her father that day. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, she would later claim that this is, he would rape her base, essentially. So, not cool. That's not cool? Yeah. Not so, cool? It's I, I think it's dastardly. She, atrocious. Yeah, yeah it's horrendous. Worse. Goddamn horrific. She felt ashamed, and she didn't tell anyone for years. But now, remember, no. this is Velma's story after she's been in prison so sure. I mean, you know so you know. so who knows who knows but you know he does sound like a creep uh also when she was 17 she was chosen colonel you appreciate this 
to play on her high school basketball team. Lesbian? She wasn't allowed, was Tall she? Tall lesbian. What? Come on, giggle box. What you got? She was not allowed, Brandy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> her parents did not allow her to play because she had too many chores. Yeah, there's to shit do. to do. Yeah, you got to feed the pigs. These things, these cows won't mm-hmm. milk themselves. No, I don't know. This angered her, Brandy. Oh yeah. And she become she came to re- resent both of her parents, mom and as dad. children wait a often do. Wait, wait a minute. That's what caused her yeah. to resent her parents. Yeah. Well, she if you know she it, couldn't play a little b ball, and that's what caused it. Yeah. Um. So she started attending uh, Baptist church regularly, and she was baptized, Colonel. Well, good for her, Timmy. She found the found the Savior, found Jesus yeah, Christ. I have, I have Lord not been Savior. baptized. You have not been baptized. Mm-mm. Let me get some water over here, Timmy. Do not baptize me, please. You need not, to, I mean, after the show, we're going to do a baptism. Timmy, I can't have you going to hell for eternity. It's, him going to hell is not going to be based on whether or not he's baptized. Thank you, Brandy. Here for you. Appreciate it. I'm trying to see. You, what, what kind of minister are you? I'm trying to minister to this man's soul, and you're saying, no, Timmy, going to hell. No, he can get out of hell. I'll tell you, you got to get out of jail Not at this free, point, Timmy Carr. You got to get out of hell free, Timmy Carr, and I'm going to tell you how. How, Colonel? I'm going to tell you how. You give a small donation to the Church there of the Latter day Colonel, mm. and we will put some prayers out there for you. We'll baptize you. We'll wash away your sins, Timmy. Do I get thoughts and prayers? Or you get prayers? thoughts and, well, it depends on what package Look, you buy. I only- but, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want all the, if you want all these, I'm not these buying any package. Tie hookers and all that stuff yeah. washed away. It's gonna cost you a little bit because you've lived kind of a sketchy life, Timmy. Here's the I thing: mean, we both know that. I only have so many favors with God, and I'm certainly not wasting one of them baptizing you when there's just no <laughs> chance in hell that it's gonna work out. That? See, you are I've not a good, a good minister. I've got a good heart. He's I not a good man. Person. Can reform. I believe well, he, he can not reform. A good person. You're not a good person, but I believe you can reform. We can turn you into. <laughs> you're, one. you're not. A, yeah, I, and I think it's sweet and cute that you think you are, but you're not. You're not. I mean, you're but not like her. We. You're not the horrid person that she is. Okay. You're just not a good person. Yeah, That's so but I can fix Velma, that, Timmy. Hurtful. Velma goes. She gets religion. Starts attending Baptist church. She begins dating a man, young man, Brandy. About time. About she got time. boobies. Yeah, she's been all over those lesbians. Stop it. By the name, by the name of <laughs> Thomas Burke. Mm, That's Tommy lovely. Burke. Tommy B. After waiting many months for her 16th birthday uh, to arrive, because her dad said she couldn't date until she was 16. Of course. Now, he could rape her at 15. <laughs> sure. But she couldn't date. What's wrong with you? She couldn't get dick outside the family until she was 16. Is that all? That's terrible. Well, if ain't good enough so, for you, own, Ken. You ain't good enough for me. In 1949, there you go. Randy. It's a West Side motto, isn't it? <laughs> 1949, when she was 17 years old, she was on a date with young Thomas. Yeah. And guess what happened, Brandy? They went to the movie theater. You went to a movie theater before with young men. Oh, he I did have. that pop hole in the bottom of the popcorn bag thing. Ew, I hate that trick. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like popcorn, and once you stuck your dick in it, it kind of ruins it. No, it makes your dick buttery, and I mean, it's, you ever just, see it? it's a win-win, really. It's you not. ever see that sci-fi movie, Invasion of the Snatch Snatchers? <laughs> I have not, There you Timmy. go. 
I think that was a vivid movie, Timmy. What I don't think that was sci-fi. It's an Adam and Eve, <laughs> an Adam and Eve exclusive. <laughs> the guy says, "I thought it was my wife reaching for the popcorn." <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So what movie did they go to see? I don't know. I didn't get that detail. But anyway, when they went to the movie, uh, something happened. Something important. What was it? I will tell you soon. I find my spot. John Dillon. Okay, went to the local. No, they went to. uh, (laughs) So did Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Uh, Velma's parents. uh, Oh wait, so they would go to the theater. He proposes to young Velma. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Did she say yes? Don't keep me in suspense. Did she? Did she say yes? Did (laughs) he go to Jared? Would you? (laughs) Would you say yes if if someone proposed? Yes. Tommy Burke did. Yeah. God damn right. She's you know what? Say, I would say yes she'd to say get yes out. She'd say yes to damn near anything. She she just wait. Is Lanny living in the basement with you? Where you automatically <laughs> would if you if she gets married, she automatically gets uh, out. Uh, yeah, she, her workload goes from you know yeah. doing laundry for twelve people. Yeah. To just yeah, yeah. So yes. All right. So he he proposes our young uh, Thomas. Yes. Velma's parents were not happy about the marriage. Well, with her mother complaining. Quote, who is going to do the cooking and cleaning around here? Yeah. Quote. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing it. Well, Mama seemed like an ungrateful whore. <laughs> Velma and her family had a big fight, Brandy. Uh-oh. Knocked down, drag out. Bra- Velma ran away and got married to young Thomas in Dillon, South Carolina. There you go. She only did it to get away from home. Well, sure. Did she not love young Thomas? Well, he was 17 at the time. He quit school and took a job working at a, in a t- at the textile mill in Red Springs. Okay. You know that place. Sure. Yeah. Okay, the couple moves uh, uh, in with, uh, so young Valma and Thomas move in with his parents. Okay. And they start regularly attending Baptist Church. Okay. Not bad, Colonel. Young couple in love. She's turning yeah. it around. She's getting yeah. she's getting her life she's getting starting to get getting back on her to the feet. Baptist church. I like the Baptist church. I like I've had a cousin like been Baptist getting on his friend. feet for the last forty five years. Do what? I have a cousin who's been getting on his feet for the last forty five years. Well it's a good thing he don't because as soon as he gets back on his feet, somebody's gonna shoot him. Somebody's gonna kill him. That's mm-hmm. true. Just, he was just back on his feet. Well, and you know, I'm sure she's very happy to wake up every day and go, you know what? Today I'm not gonna get raped by yeah. my dad. And see, that's alleged. And then I have to go only, do the laundry. And only got to fix four eggs. Mm. True. And they got to go. Well, get... she moved in with his parents, so we don't know how much. I mean, she probably helped around the house there. Well, I'm sure she Bitch did. Bitch, better helped around the house. I'm sure she did, probably but she wasn't having to. She I mean, wasn't back... having to clean, you know, eighteen people's fucking 12, clothes. Yeah. Whatever. Don't exaggerate. Might as well be eighteen. Really, don't exaggerate. You know, it seems like please back do in, not embellish these stories. <laughs> it seems like just back in those days, and and I'm just gonna say this, and, and I don't want to offend anybody, but it seemed like what back in hell? those days, women knew their place. You didn't have to tell them to clean. You didn't have to tell them to. Cook. Why is this happening? They just cooked, Timmy. They just cleaned. I mean, they just did what they were supposed to do. You're why now is it gotta be? Mail. You're a fucking jackass. No, I'm just You're saying. Gonna get some We're going to get bad reviews. Send Chuck some hate mail. <laughs> I'm just Chuck saying. Is a pig. He's just saying that it, it was a different time. It was, it was a, a simpler time. time. Yeah. Men went out and worked in the fields. Women cooked a dinner. I mean, it was it was like Andy Griffith show. Yeah, but this wasn't about anybody knowing their place. You this think MB had a vibe? That was about Big Mama. Ugh, that was about Big Mama not wanting to do anything. Mm-hmm. 
don't you know. You think Aunt B had a vibrator? Well, she had to get off somehow. Andy! <laughs> you can do that again. No. Come on, come on. One more no. time. Andy! <laughs> you, know, you know the real stud of that show was Howard Sprague. Oh, Howard, you know he, he was getting he, more oh, ass. Oh, he was getting, he was probably mm-hmm. banging Ellie Mae or whatever. Helen? Ellen. You know he was banging Helen because Andy wouldn't do like it until they got married. I like that other, I like the druggist better. Oh yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she, she was, was she, better, she was yeah. sharp. He and he got all the educated women. He got uh, Helen Crump, who was a school teacher. He but got he Ella, Ellie, or Ellie. What her name? She was a pharmacist. Fuck what I know. Do you, you don't watch it? No. What's wrong with you? Everything you, you need to know about life, you can learn from Mayberry RFD. No. Well, I liked it before it was RFD. I don't like Andy Griffith yeah. show. Yeah, but uh, you can. There's not, you know what, what time the boys were saying. RFD? I know, I've heard this. You gave him The Godfather and Andy Griffith told him everything they need to know about life is in these movies. What does RFD so you stand listen. for? I don't know. Yeah, look it up, Colonel. Well, Write you've it embedded it in my mind. I've heard that story that a out, few Colonel. times. It's something rural, something delivery. But so what, he there was another the post guy, office? No, and when Andy Griffith left, there's some other dude, Ken Barry or someone like that yeah. took over, and it sucked. You know, I'm looking at my thing here. The Jewish people got like 72 holidays. Oh, no, well, you get off that. Okay. No, I mean, let's there's like to, minors, minors, majors. Let's go back to Velma, Brandy. Come on. All right. So uh, now the young couple, married couples, living right. with, living with the, his parents. The Burks. Rural free delivery. All right, That's thank stupid. you. It's a service which began in oh, the God United States in the late I just 19th need to century. Know, I just want to know right, what to deliver for. mail directly to rural families. Nice. Mayberry rural family delivery. I don't know why that's in the title of the show, but okay. Uh, by 1951, the year of uh, our Lord, birth, the year you was born, or you were born in 53. Well, I'm sorry. I am 53. I was born in 63. Velma and Thomas are on good terms with uh, Vera's parents. So they got kind of, you know, they kind of patched up there. With Vera's parents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, she Because she's them, going to both She left them in the lurch. All right, I got it. Know, well, because now he's going to do their shit. Right. Now they're making, they're mending their relationship. Uh-huh. Got on Dr. Phil, kind of worked through their No problems. matter how flat you make a pancake, it still has two sides. Yes. Wise words. That doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. Sure it does. Thomas. No matter how many, a piece of paper's got two, everything's got two sides. So Except guess what the do they Pentagon. do, Brandon? Guess what, what they do? They do? That Thomas quits his job at the textile plant and sure. they move in with Velma's parents. Oh. Thomas goes to work for a soft drink company. <sighs> Which one? I don't know. Seven oh, Up. It was Seven it. Up. It was probably Barks or something. It was Coca-Cola. It you was don't know shit from apple butter. Be quiet. On October 12th, 1951. He was a juggalo. It was Fago. He was, he was Ooh, a that juggalo. That stuff is disgusting. Fago? Yeah. He was a, a juggalo? <laughs> juggalo or whatever juggalo. they are. Yeah. On, and did you see where they got in a fight with the Trump supporters? They're a gang now. <laughs> they said they named him a gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is weird. Yeah, a terrorist organization. Yeah. Because <laughs> they like insane, <laughs> insane clown, clown posse. posse. <laughs> <laughs> they drink their fago. Uh, that's what's going to happen to the dweebs. But they're going to they're gonna be, <laughs> gonna put, put be on a, a watch list. <laughs> they are. I think we already are. Nobody's flying to Cincinnati for DweebCon. They won't, get, they won't be able to get on the plane. So anyway, Brandy, let me tell you what happens next. Please do. On October 12, 1951, mm-hmm. Velma gave birth to a son that she called Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that his name or did she just call him that? Is his God-given name. 
his God-given name or she given his Christian that name? name? His Christian okay. name. Two years later, she gave birth to a daughter named Kim. Kim and Ronnie. And they be- she began going to church again regularly with her children. She even taught Sunday school class, Brandy. Well, lovely. In 1955, Colonel, Valma was 23 years old. With two kids. Two kids. She's a, she was a MILF mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, she had better days of pastor. <laughs> 23? Well, back in those <laughs> days, man, 23 was a hard 23. She milked a lot of cows. Yeah. You know, she, she didn't have a lot no of, C-sections with those babies, and it was probably 12 pounds. A lot of trips carrying the old chamber pot, Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, she had labor. You know those chamber pots were nasty. Because we, boys are gross. Well, you know, women's... You know, they have they, their yeah. bowel movements are no better. Wow, but boys are gross. At least you expect uh, boys to be gross. I, I, I've been in women's restrooms before. Oh. They are nasty. Yeah, they, they are. All right, Colonel. Well, because you got those. Wait, the wait one thing you don't stop, have. Wait, stop, stop. Why have you been in women's restroom, Timmy? <laughs> like if, like if there is the the men's is. Uh, down and they're opening it up and like in a uh, like subway or something they open up a women's for both genders and you go in there you think that it's going to be like smell mm-hmm. like daisies and all fresh oh no this nasty. smells like ooh yeah this smells like ass you guys are disgusting ass? Sure, sure that's why you were in there dude in Thailand so weird because you go into a men's room the little cleaning lady comes in while you're like there in a urinal oh the Pekka inspector <laughs> no 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 she comes and cleans the restroom Oh, but okay. she, like, sweeps around your feet while you're standing at the... It's weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's got... Her and Thomas has two kids going to church. A lot, a lot, a lot, yeah. Living, just living their life. L-I-V-I-N. 1955, when she was 23 years old, tragedy struck. You just scared me. Actually, it wasn't tragedy that struck. <laughs> it was a car that struck young Velma. That made it tragic. She was a pedestrian, and she was hit by a drunk driver, Brandy, and hospitalized and went through a period of depression. Sure. This is back before MAD. Right. Yeah. Well, how long was she hospitalized? Uh, Several weeks. What was wrong with her? Got hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) You got hit by a car. Well, no, you hit a car. (laughs) You were a pedestrian that hit a car, (laughs) but... Yeah, I shook it you off. No, you're, didn't. you're like one of those deer that run you into cars. <laughs> Timmy got up and brushed himself off, went back to fight the car. That's right. <laughs> Wait, so, so she so, went through a bout of depression. Yeah, she got hit by a car, spent some time in a hospital. She became depressed. Okay. And then her relationship with Thomas started to erode. Mm. Thomas began drinking. Not to drink, not well, to double Well, she juice. didn't like drinking because remember her dad used to drink and he right. did bad things. Did Thomas make English muffins? I don't know. Um, they would argue almost every day, though. Muffins <laughs> just being Now, married. Velma, after she recovered, she went to work at the textile mill in Rayford, South Carolina. You ever been there? You Colonel? can't swing a dead cat down there without hitting a textile yeah. mill. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> well, you know. It's a growing industry. Timmy, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Does it, uh, if you look across the table, does it look like the devil's pleasure in herself? <laughs> what are you doing over there? Your legs are shaking. What I'm the just, hell you got I'm just going on? Bopping my legs. Like too much coffee this a, morning. I'm just bopping my legs. Okay. Convulsion or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you what? having a seizure, girl? 
No. The devil, the devil done got a hold of you, hasn't he? No. He's scared. Did you hear about the time Hitler had a seizure? It was called Poland. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Timmy gonna get hate mail. Timmy gonna get hate mail. All right. So, uh, God, Jim, we do have Polish listeners. Poland was very... Wait a minute. And that's why Timmy's going to hell. Oh, I love our Polish listeners. It was just a joke. Polish listeners are very, have a good sense of humor. Maja has a good sense of humor. Is she Polish? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get back to the story, shall we? Could we? Um, she didn't see a lot of Thomas because she was working a lot of hours at the textile mill. <laughs> this story really needs to pick up a little bit here. Why, why is Thomas, <laughs> is Thomas not working? Well, he's drinking, you know. He's, yeah. When she was 30, she started to experience terrible stomach pains and felt lethargic, Colonel. Maybe I've had she that had that feeling. Maybe Probably she had gallbladder. Maybe. Is she pregnant? While she was being examined by a doctor, she began hemorrhaging. So her doctor had to perform an emergency hysterectomy. Oh, wow. Oh, yanked out the lady bits. Right there. Yeah. Following the surgery, Velma began having a quote unquote problem with her nerves. Oh, well. She got hysterical. That happens when the lady parts get get her. She had to get her uh, nerve medicine. That's right. She had to get her nerve pills. I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. I got nerve pills myself. She started feeling tense, Brandy. She also claimed that she was nervous and afraid most of the time. She experienced wide mood swings, and this led to more uh, increasingly violent arguments with uh, young Thomas. Yeah, because she didn't have a hormone patch. Thomas, at this point, Colonel, was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, there was all alcoholics back in the day. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> Anybody living before 1925 was alcoholic. Velma hates, I remember Velma hated drinking, and she and Thomas would fight frequently. Now she's got her nerve problem. Well, you know, maybe if she drank, she wouldn't yeah, have a nerve problem. Yeah, back a couple shots. Velma claimed that the alcohol caused a change in Thomas's personality, Brandy. You think? <laughs> he, he was a mean drunk. Yeah, it made him violent and aggressive. During one heated exchange, Thomas hit her in a drunken rage. Hell no. Yeah, that's not good. Well, you know the worst thing about that, and this is what Hell I don't get no. about these guys? If you're going to hit a woman, you better have all your goddamn wits about you. Don't be getting drunk and hitting women. Yeah, we come back. <laughs> hey, women don't forget that shit. And don't go to sleep. Don't no. Did I mean you, you know? And, and, and I'm not making light of domestic violence, but I never understood. Did you gonna hit a woman while you're drunk? Cause they catch your ass on fire. They pin you down with safety. Beat you with a, a sock full of soap bars, and that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Well, Velma called the police. And her husband was sent to the Dorothea Dix State Hospital. Yeah. Nice. Dorothea Dix. Dorothea Dix. For his alcoholism. Yeah, excessive drinking. Uh, He left after three days. So she didn't put up with it. So you're saying she he came home, hit her. She was like, "Fuck this!" Get she you called hit. the police. So get your shit and get. Yeah. But of course, they didn't do anything. They just put him in the Dorothea Dix. Yes, hospital. I understand. D I X Dix. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dix. 
Dick's Hospital. Everyone in that hospital was a was a dick patient. <laughs> patient dicks. Dick patient. <laughs> was a dick patient. When you got your bill, you had to pay the dick. <laughs> got, a, got a bill from the dick. Dicks. Yeah. Dicks. Plural. Multiple. Okay. I'm going to get checked out by dick. Dicks. <laughs> okay, dicks. wonder how many beds they have. Dicks. <laughs> At the Dorothea Dix Hospital? Yeah. 69. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was Dorothea Dix was a social worker or something, wasn't she? Something. Yeah, who knows who she was? Well, yeah. No, she's she per- she's kind of an important she's person not in history. To this write story. that. Write that down. <laughs> Dorothea Dix. Yeah. Check it oh, out. Hold on. Google. Let me get the crack research crew on her. All right. And it was around this time that uh, Thomas lost his job due to being in a hospital and, and being a drunk. Well, he was only gone for three days. What? Don't put up this with is that back shit. For a sick uh, time, he was man. At, he was back at the soda the soda factory or wherever. Uh-huh. Making his Barks root. Oh, she was... RC Cola. Dorothea Dix. Now, you need to remember this name because she basically a patron saint, devil. She was an American activist on behalf of the indigent mentally ill. Yeah, she was a social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On behalf of the insane poor. Yeah. Not poor. <laughs> See, I knew I could drive you down that road. <laughs> Not poor. I resent that. But one day you will be. You'll be insane. That day could be tomorrow. Living with Lanny down in, by the river. Yeah, you're living in your parents' basement now. So I think that's the definition. Of... I know. I know. No, that's insane. If you only had a chamber pot. Do you have a chamber pot? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know what my grandma's got swirled away down there. I find all kinds of weird Do you have a restroom shit. or could you get a chamber pot? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. No, I have indoor plumbing and a bathroom. Your parents, they spent a lot of money on that uh, garden. That's beautiful. I saw yes. pictures of that garden. It's yes, it is. It's very peaceful. It's okay. serene. It is serene. So anyway, uh, back, uh, Thomas loses his job due to his absenteeism and alcoholism. Now, Velma, Colonel, is 37 years old at this point. Oh, she's an old maid. Colonel? 
37. 37. She too. Well, back then, they was getting penises at like 33. This was back in the old days. So, yeah, 33, she had to, she was swinging four already. <laughs> <laughs> she got that, Brandy. She could wait till Robert goes to sleep and just jab. Hey, you like that? Hit me again. Who's Robert? <laughs> Robert Thomas. Burke or Thomas Burke, her husband. <laughs> Digital. That's what she told him. Velma begins working two jobs to support her family. She Fucking wor- weirdo. She worked at a, as a clerk in the department store, Brandy, where she served ICs. Nice. And she also worked as a machine operator in the cotton mill. I wonder which job she liked best. I don't know, but did you guys see in the news this week where some guy at a gym got his dick stuck in one of the plates? Um, I think that was on our plates? page. Somebody Ooh, posted it on our yeah. page, Yeah. Well, yeah, I heard mm-hmm. it was on the news. You don't know how much strength you have until a weight plate falls on your pecker. No. He got it stuck in the middle. And oh. He was trying to bang the weight plate. Oh. And he did once. And then it, you know, but they had to bring in the jaws alive. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. How get. do you make that call? Well, you don't play with that. It could you know what? I, and and maybe, I mean, because this could have been a legitimate thing. Uh-huh. Timmy, now you've done the towel thing, right? Where you just. You you oh, get a you pop a boner your... and you hang a towel from it. You walk around the house like you're all proud I of you. I suppose at one point, yeah, maybe. Oh, I've 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 hung afghans for mine. No, you haven't. Yeah. No. Um, Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah, I've had a. Uh, I I jacked up some. Are you gonna get uh, to your day, point? One day somebody had a flat tire on the highway. Timmy, uh-huh. I just used my used my Johnson. And I was like, okay, talk to me dirty here in my ear, and it just jacked. It was. I mean, it was a little car. It was a Volkswagen. Yeah. So. Not trying to brag. A microbus. But uh, maybe he was just working his pecker out. Maybe. Well, yeah. or maybe he just stuck his dick where it didn't belong. Why would you Well, according to you women, there's a lot of places it don't belong. Yeah, he was doing responsible. He wasn't out poking anyone. He was yeah. doing, he was poking a. You know what? Place. What about one of those plates, one of those weight plates that you put on the bar? What about that says, you know what? I'm going to stick my fuck dick me. in that. Yeah. It's a hole. I'm going to stick here, my dick me. in it. Come here. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? How you doing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see you're just lying around. All right. So Thomas. Uh, was asking for it. She's working two jobs. I wonder who his spotter is. <laughs> she's working two jobs at the cotton mill. She's a machine operator. She's works uh, serving slushies. She's a woman about town. At the Belk department store. Oh. And uh, Thomas continued to drink. And he continued to be abusive to Velma and their children. In one incident in 1968, Thomas pins his son up against a wall, threatening his child's life with a knife after an argument. See, you guys never had... Well, devil, you've done that before. Yeah. This prompted uh, Velma to suffer a nervous breakdown, and she was hospitalized for several weeks. Well, she was always a little jittery. Chuck, you've done that before. Yeah, I've done that before. psych meds were not uh, very advanced at the time. (laughs) So the doctor gave her very potent tranquilizers. Like cocaine? That's no, back I in the day when they gave you like cocaine. Halcyon and yeah, I'm not sure what the it was. good shit. Mm. Thorazine. So she was uh, she started taking mm, her yeah. per- she was started taking her prescribed tranquilizers, but instead of taking them uh, three times a day, she took them nine times a day. Yes. Yeah. She quit. If, a, if a little's good, is a lot is like better. <clears throat> she quickly ran out of medication. 
and she would visit more doctors for uh, more prescriptions. So she was doing some doctor shopping. Uh, so she, Velma's a junkie and Dad's a drunk. Uh, she, soon, she soon fell into a deep depression, Brandy, and she, uh, as she uh, started abusing prescription drugs. Not a good thing. We do not condone that. We don't condone it. I don't abuse prescription drugs. I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. On April 21st, 1969, Brandy Pitchard. Oh, God. Vietnam War is raging in Southeast Asia. Raging. Velma and Thomas had a terrible argument in which he threatened Thomas to kill Velma and their children. But he passed out. There you go. Mm. Velma and the children, Velma took the children and left the house. When they returned, they have found that, so they, they, she, she leaves the house, takes the kids, leaves, comes back a few hours later, and they found that um, the house had been burned down mm. and Thomas <clears throat> was dead. Wait a minute. The house had been burned, burned down. down. Yes. yes. Yeah. Not a burning bed situation no, at the all. The whole house burned down. Not, no, no. not just the bed. Right. The whole house. Well, sure. It was not, it's not clear to this day whether Velma was involved in Thomas's death or not. Velma totally oh, she did was. that shit. She did it. She stuffed the kerosene. And I ain't even stuffed, mad at her. She took a rag, stuffed, filled it, got it with kerosene, stuffed it up his ass while he was sleeping. Lit I ain't it. even mad. Nope. And then he just ran around the house because if you lock up all the doors, the person will run around the house just starting fires everywhere to go. It was it's investigated an as an accident. Wow. And she was never charged, nor has she ever confessed to this. Uh, dastardly. <clears throat> I mean, you know, who knows? He maybe he had a cigarette, and he just, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Don't know what happened. He wasn't there. <laughs> you don't know my life. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> However, when she was asked about it years later, Velma gave vague and contradictory statements regarding the uh, incident. Well, that was a long time ago. How do you expect her to remember I everything? I wouldn't remember that. So now Velma is 37 years old. She's a single mom, a widow, and has a history of uh, depression and drug abuse. So and killing husbands. Shortly no, after, no, not yet. Shortly after her husband's death, she moved to another house and it burned down. Damn. She collected $2,700 in insurance money. Oh, yeah. That was living big back in 1969. Booyah. Yeah. Yeah. In November of 1969, right around Thanksgiving, four months after Thomas's death, Velma's co-worker introduced her to her brother, Jennings Barfield, Brandy. You ever date a man named Jennings? No. I have not, no. Oh, was you talking to me? Oh, devil. Well, he had emphysema <laughs> and the diabetes. Oh, you, get, you hop on that shit. <laughs> That's exactly what you do. He's got the sugars. Yeah. He's got the cough and the sugars. Yeah. That's a that's a win win. Well, the two hit it off. I bet they did. <laughs> and uh, one year, less than a year later, on August twenty third, nineteen seventy, Velma married Jennings Barfield, and she became <laughs> became his primary caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And now we oh, so and now <laughs> we wait. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. Now we wait. Have some ding dongs, Jennings. (laughs) Have some more cake. Would you like a cup? Would you like a cup of butter? (laughs) Now Jennings, Brandy had a railroad pension. Mm. See, smart move on her part. Velma married him because she thought he could support her and her children. No, she thought he was going to die soon. 
That's how. But all was not well in the marriage. Oh, Timmy. I can't it takes imagine. takes a turn. In less than three months after the couple exchanged vows, Velma OD'd on prescription medication and was hospitalized. What a junkie. Lord. Yeah. After several weeks in the hospital, Velma was released and again began to care for her new spouse, Jennings. Yeah, poor motherfucker almost died while she was <laughs> taking her drugs. Now, Jennings, on his part, even though he's a diabetic and has respiratory problems, he was somewhat <laughs> disturbed. He was somewhat what? Somewhat disturbed about... About <laughs> <laughs> poor health. There, he was disturbed about uh, uh, Velma's... Um, you know, her carrying on, being uh, her drug Well, she was just living a sinful life. This poor bastard had legit diseases. She was going out being crazy and shit. He's got the sugars. Mm-hmm. The diabetes. He's got the diabetes. Can't so even they began, so he, he, she's acting erratically. So Why they, live? <laughs> she's, uh, uh, he soon regrets marrying Velma. <laughs> As but, you we know, all do. You know, Jennings probably, I mean, you know, you got the diabetes. He probably wasn't, he probably wasn't getting, they didn't have Viagra back then. You got diabetes back then, you couldn't get wood. Oh, really? Yeah, diabetes, you can't get wood. Is it a wood then. killer? Yeah, it's a wood killer. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I have to make my appropriate diet choices. <laughs> if you could. You know, that- really, once the wood goes, what's the point of even staying? Yeah, there is none. I mean, can you really think of a good one? Yeah. No, what, and I guess they could give you Viagra, but what if you got Viagra and it didn't work, Timmy? That's scary shit. Mm-hmm. I get a pump. Yeah, remember they used to have those things where they used would, to. Yeah, they would. Uh, remember back in the sixties, they put mm-hmm. in artificial. Uh, uh, oh, they put a rod in your yeah, pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you had to pump it up. Mm-hmm. You know. Had a little nozzle on it. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Just like your like butt, a balloon. Like a bicycle tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could it. pop it if you got Try too that. much. You, you had to put one of those little gauges on it, like, <laughs> oh, I'm up to 28 pounds per square inch. Hey, baby, like how you like cooker? it tonight? Yeah. You look good tonight. I'm going to put it up to 35. Sex is really complicated. Like Nike, like Nike Airs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like Nike Airs. All right. So uh, things is not going well in her second marriage. Husband Jennings starts to regret marrying Velma, and they discuss divorce, Brandy. Aww. But Velma fears being alone and being unable to care for herself and her children financially. In February 1972, Velma ODs again. So she, you know, she's she's overdosing every other month at now at this point. Yeah. Uh, she's hospitalized again. This time for a week. Jennings discusses when she's in the hospital. Jennings discusses his uh, with his family uh, his regrets in marrying uh, Velma, and he tells his family he intends to divorce Velma sooner rather than later. Just as soon as she's feeling better, he's going to get a divorce. So uh, on March twenty second of nineteen seventy one is right around St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Velma poisons Jennings with arsenic. Jennings' death is attributed to heart failure. All she had to do was wait him out. All she had to do was give him, you know, some... Lovins? Yeah, whatever, some candy. Wait him out. To Pixie sticks. sticks. Uh, Pixie sticks. You know, if she would have done that one... Because he was in bad shape. 
diabetes. It gets to your heart. It yeah, gets yeah, to yeah, everything. Yeah. And if she would have said, you know, honey, here, let me, let's, I think I can get that thing hard. Mm. And just made him work a good three, four hours, broke out a good sweat. He'd have dropped over from a heart attack. To Why family, she got to poison him? To family and friends, Velma seemed inconsolable. Well, I'm sure she inconsolable. was. She lost, she lost her husband. Twice a widow. Her son was now off in the military. Her father had been diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh. And. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to. He was the rapist. Yeah, yeah fuck him. Fuck All right, him, yeah. yeah. Hope you suffered. And for a third time. But for, her, but her, for, for her son, we'd like to say thank you for your service. Exactly. Okay, so her house catches on fire. For a so, third time. So either her she's o- overdosing or her house catches on fire every other week. I believe there's the bitch a lot of tragedy. nodding off with a cigarette in her hand all the time. A lot of tragedy. Velma, once again, collects the insurance money. With nowhere else to go, Velma returns to her parents' home. All right. Her father died of lung cancer shortly afterward. Okay. Velma and her mother, Lily, constantly quarreled. Velma found Lily too demanding, and Lily did not like Velma's drug use. Well, you know, Lily is a little, a little bit lazy. I have. To feel I think so. <laughs> well, I think, I think stepping over Velma's comatose body all the time while you're trying to clean. Yeah, but she doesn't even. She puking in the corner, and you got to clean that stuff up. She's not cleaning that up. You think Lily's getting up off the couch? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Lily did a whole. I think while. Lily's like that mother and Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. She just kind of hanging out there, gets fused to the couch. I don't think so. Eat bonbons. Yeah. All right. So she gave some of those bonbons to Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> During the summer of '74, the year I was born, 1974 was a uh, great year. It was a year prior to 1975, and it uh, was after 1973. Yeah. It's a great year. It's the year I was born. Really? Well, yeah. You're Lily. 50 years old. What? You're 50 years old. You will be. She will well, be. Well, yeah, at some point, I will be 50 <laughs> years old. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 47. I'm not 47. <laughs> you were born in 1979? No, 74. 74. 74. Yeah, oh, that makes you older, so that's she, 26 plus 13. She's, she's 49. 14. No. 17. <laughs> you're 43 years she's old. 43. Yes. God damn, you old devil. Oh, fuck you. But I'm not as old as you. Well, let's let's examine your life. No, you're let's 43, not. <laughs> you're 43 years old. Let's you're living not. in your parents' basement. <laughs> I know. Is there a river anywhere? You're watching Dr. Phil. I in am. In a shawl. In my cur- Afghan. With curlers in your hair. I don't have any curlers Yeah, but do you eat bonbons? Bonbons, no. whatever they were called? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. But your haircut looks good. Thanks. Yeah. You, I mean, you, the rest you of your life hurting. is a fucking mess. I I mean, you got, but my eyebrows but are on point. Your eyebrows are good, and your hair looks good, devil. Yeah. You got to highlight it, though. I, I did. So what's your hope when you're 50? <laughs> <laughs> what's your dreams? She's hoping to move up to the first floor by then. <laughs> no, there's too much bullshit goes on <laughs> on the first floor. You're in your parents' basement with your chamber pot. My chamber pot? <laughs> you're you're 47 years old, living in your pa- parents' basement with your chamber pot. What? Why? 90 percent of that statement's not true. <laughs> what do you aspire to? What, what, is, what does the future look like for Brandon? Are you going to? Can I just ask well, you? Do you have? Do you take like down in the basement with you like half gallon containers of orange drink? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you drink Fago? No. I do not. All right. Are you done? 
I just, I'm trying to. When I'm 50, I hope my life is like yours, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I try to see what your aspirations are. I aspire to have your life. To be slightly agoraphobic <laughs> with a with a Xanax problem, okay, and an ambisol addiction. Let's let's just well, not, you know. Let's not do this, okay? <laughs> because I think that when we all examine our lives, it's here, ugly. It's a bad scene. It's something that we don't want to think about. It's a bad scene. I think we've analyzed each of our lives. I think now it's time to talk about the Colonel's life. The Colonel married, got kids. He's doing good. I'm doing good. I got a gallbladder issue. I'm all right. Other than that. Uh-huh. He may die this week. Well. Yeah, some motherfucker came in and wrote, rest in peace, <laughs> Charles Walters. Drew a tombstone. I'm going to put it on the web history dweebs page. This is a kind of inconsiderate cocksuckers I work with. And I'm pretty sure it was a devil because she taller than Timmy and it was written high up on the whiteboard. You got a good point there. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. It was him? Yeah. <laughs> he had to stand on his tippy, tippy toes, but he did it. That's got to go on the page today because it was unkind, Timmy. I'm sorry, it was unkind. Of course, I wish you well. It's a minor operation. I'm sure that everything is going to be fine if you wake we up. Should no, send, I was, you we know should what? send a flower wreath to his <laughs> recovery room. Well, you know, the real the real risk is not coming out of the anesthesia. That's oh, good. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I, and I was told, it, I was told this true story by the by the doctor that examined the surgeon who's doing the surgery got me my radiology yeah ultrasound he told me i had an exceptional abdominal wall it's just covered by all that that's i said are you calling me a fat ass (laughs) yeah and he said no he said you got a very you got a very solid uh core there and he's like that that could present problems we it's it's good for life but it's not good for surgery so they might have to we we might get in there and they might have to do the full incision the fool cut me open looking inside there. Oh, I hope they tape that. You know, when they do surgery on your stomach, they, they put everything at, like on top of your stomach. They no. pull everything out. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Not your, for gallbladders. All your innards. Well, for no. this, they're only making like three little holes or some shit. I know. Yeah, I big, showed uh, you mine. They're yeah. big. Really big holes. Really big holes? Yeah. I hope they don't bang me when I'm open. <laughs> oh, that's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. That's my happen. fear. You need to make sure it's videotaped to make sure that don't happen. I'm going to have Renee come in there. Yeah. All right. So, during the summer of 74, Lily was hospitalized because because of a severe stomach virus. The doctors well, she's were, got all kind of problems. Yeah, she got, if she quit doing the no, drugs, Lily. start living for oh, Lily. 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 Lillian. Lillian. <laughs> She couldn't, couldn't use the phone. phone. Yeah. She couldn't use the phone. Call anybody. Silly Lily. So she had a severe stomach virus. The yes. doctors were unable to diagnose her problem, but she recovered within a few days and returned home. Let me guess what the problem might be. Is 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 uh, Velma doing the cooking again at the house? <laughs> yeah. Let me put a little salt on that for you, Mama. So she. So the last time the last time Velma was in the hospital was seventy three. She was forty one years old. And when she was released, she took out a life insurance policy, $10,000 life insurance policy on her mother. Oh, you don't want to be on Belma's life insurance. You don't want to be a beneficiary. She also takes out a $1,000 loan in her mother's name by using Lily's home as collateral and forging her signature. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to burn that shit to the ground anyway. In November... Velma takes out another loan in her mother's name for a thousand dollars. Yeah, but I bet you know what she also did. She probably spent sixty dollars every day at school on her mother's um, 
account account for lunch motherfucker no this was back in 1974 so she was only like at nine dollars with inflation all right so she's screwing over her mother now lily lily lillian all of the family celebrated christmas together that year during one of those celebrations lily consulted with one of her sons that she only had one oh no this is lily Lily, Lily consulted with one of her so sons. So it would be uh, her brother, Velma's brother. Velma's mm-hmm. brother. About yeah. a collection letter she kept receiving for an overdue car payment. Lily's car was paid in full and had been for years. She didn't understand why she was getting the letter. Lily told her son that Velma was taking care of her bills, and Velma reassured her that it was a billing mix-up. The day after Christmas, Lily gets a past-due notice on the first loan Vel- Velma had taken out in her name. A week after, yeah, what was the plan there? Well, you know what I mean. I think we got. I think we're yeah, going to learn plan. the plan. She's playing a long time here. Timmy. Oh yeah. A week after the overdue notice arrives, Velma purchases a bottle of poison in St. Paul, North Carolina. She gives a dose to her mother, who begins complaining. Uh, she's vomiting, cramping, diarrhea. Oh, I got the diarrhea. Velma phones the doctor, who calls in a prescription. By night. Lily cannot hold herself up. Velma phones the doctor again, and her brother calls the squad. Velma rides in the ambulance. That's nice of her. Well, you know that. I got to ride in the ambulance. Yeah, I know you did. Her mother is admitted to the hospital. You know she got the old, ugly third shift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking people. So her mom's admitted to the hospital, and on December 30th, 1974, Lily, 64. Did she go to the Dorothy Dix Hospital? Doesn't say. Uh, Lily, who was 64, was declared dead in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Doctors claimed the cause of death was a heart attack. In the meantime, police were moving in on Velma for writing bad checks. In February of 75, deputies from the sheriff's department warn Velma to pay back the bounce checks. Since she can't repay them, she goes to her son's house and overdoses on prescription drugs. Well, that's the next best thing. Attempting suicide. But... uh, I guess they still. She arrest just people. killed her mom. I guess they still arrest people for bad checks, don't they? I Fuck, mean, I don't hey, know anybody writes checks. But it used Renee, to be back in the day. Right. Renee will go to the goddamn grocery store to me, write a check, and if the amount is fifty three forty one, she will write the check for fifty three dollars, pull out forty one cents out of a goddamn purse. It's like whatever you got to do to take the like. There's some kind of goddamn award for having. I don't know what she does. It's an amazing story. It, it just. Who writes checks? And if you're going to write a check, write it for the full amount. Don't make it two transactions. Don't be pulling out 26 cents or looking at me saying, oh, I got you know, Yeah, the cashier's not happy at that point. Well, and and neither are matter. the 11 people behind you. Right. And then she's like, oh, it's 5326. Hold on, Chuck. You got two pennies. I got 20. Well, motherfucker, just put he's it got, on the check. He's got a point, Brandy. Okay. Why so, do women do shit like that? I don't. I don't know what to tell you. So, well, you're paying $40 per day for your kid to have breakfast. No mm. fucking shit. So, she goes to her son's house and overdoses on prescription drugs. She is not successful in her suicide attempt, but she breaks her collarbone, mm. causing a three-week three like hospitalization. A Police inform Velma that she will be arrested when the hospital releases her. Need hope they give her some pain pills. Well, you'd hope. In March of 1975, Velma is arrested and placed into jail. Aww. 
She overdoses in jail and is rushed to a nearby hospital where her stomach is pumped. Don't seem like a secure jail to me if no. there's an overdose. And don't they have an ho- infirmary at the hospital? I mean, at the you jail? You would think, but, you know, they might not they have stomach help. pumping things there. She goes to court yeah, the have next you day. Have stomach pump, Colonel? I have not. My father did right before he died to me. Yeah, God before he overdosed on drugs. Way to bring that up. Thank you for that. Well, I didn't mean to, uh, you know, I didn't mean to open a wound there, Colonel. I just thought maybe I'd ask you if you'd had ex- that experience. You're a very experienced man. I'm an experienced man, but I have never partaken to the point where I've had to have my stomach pumped. He's a worldly <clears throat> man. That's what women like about him. Okay. Well, some people say I'm the most interesting man in the world. To Nobody me. says that. I, I beg to differ. There are women who, who are attracted to him. There are. <laughs> the Helen Keller types. I'm just saying that there are some women who find the colonel to be a very distinguished gentleman. No. Yeah. These are clearly people that don't know him or have never met him. I would venture to say. I'm I'm sure at TweebCon, when we have the live show, October 14th at 12 o'clock at the No Theater in downtown Cincinnati, that there will be women throwing their panties on stage at him. Please don't throw your panties on stage. If you do throw your panties on stage, um, I like red or black. Okay. So the next day after she has her now stomach Now, if they're real pumped, big panties, I like them better. You like fr- the frilly kind? I, no, he likes no. big panties. He likes, I like big panties. He likes I like fat some, bottom girls. I like some I like some panties that hold some butt. You like me. the industrial size. <laughs> I just... Uh, don't be throwing no size two panties at me. Right. Okay? Right. Don't be throwing no size two. Even if you're a size two, get you a size 10 pair of panties and throw them up on the stage. Okay. And if you're a size 14, throw them some bitches right at me. <laughs> throw them up there. Throw them at him. Wad them up and throw them. Because a size 14 will travel farther than a size 2. Catch air. <laughs> it does. All right. So the next day she goes to court where she pleads guilty and receives a six-month sentence at the Correctional Center for Women in Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. Justice being served. She served four months because of good behavior. All right. Fair enough. In November of 75... Velma was hired as a live-in caretaker. Jesus, nobody did a background check. For 93-year-old Montgomery Edwards because his 83-year-old wife, Dolly, was too feeble. He So we have feeble, <laughs> feeble Dolly. Feeble Dolly. Uh-huh. And Montgomery. Uh-huh. Dolly. Montgomery and Dolly. All right. He was blind and an invalid. Hmm. They agreed to pay Velma $75 a week, which included room and board. Velma resented Dolly's critical nature and began well, to hate her. Well, let's just her. say this. Let me just put this out there. That, <laughs> that family has a little bit of each. <laughs> she, what the he's fuck? He's blind. She's feeble. What the fuck? <laughs> they have barriers. <laughs> <laughs> they got employment barriers, yeah. Those are, they could come down to the no, ones. I mean... <laughs> They call this woman in. They're probably happy to get anyone because that's a. Because <laughs> what's his name? What's this guy's name? Montgomery. You know he's shitting himself by now. Oh, God. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. He's an Montgomery. invalid. Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. But what? No, who's, which one's Dolly. feeble? <laughs> no, Dolly. Dolly's feeble. <laughs> the fuck is feeble? <laughs> feeble Dolly and. <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel so bad. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, 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 here you are. You're you're 93 years old. You're feeble. And that, <laughs> you're, 
How many 93 year olds <laughs> you know that ain't feeble for fuck's sake? No, 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 I'm just I saying. I mean, you, you don't see a lot of the 93 year olds yeah. playing in the NFL. You're, you're, she's 83 and she's feeble. Montgomery is 93 and he's blind well, and an invalid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's sad that you. I don't, clearly, you think it's sad. No, I mean, the point is, you don't. You, you probably have to take anyone who will come in there and work well, sure. with you. And you <laughs> yeah. end up taking Thelma. <laughs> One of the Manson girls. ODs every other day. Yeah. You know she's getting into their meds. Well, sure. And what I'm wondering is, you know, so Velma resents Dolly's critical nature. Well, Dolly has a right to be critical if she's not doing a <laughs> job. That's what I think. Yeah, but Dolly's feeble. She, you know, she ought not fuck with people. Well, and well he's you're, blind. you're lucky to have anyone come in, really. He's blind and invalid. You can't even rearrange your furniture and fuck with him because he can't get around the house anyway. Oh. Within six months, Dolly is complaining that Velma is lazy and inattentive. <laughs> in January of 1977, yeah, in January of 1977, Montgomery died, oh. and oh. Velma stayed on to help Dolly. By February, Dolly was also dead after, <laughs> well, after developing a painful stomach virus. Oh, see, now I think she had something to do with it. In April, <laughs> you think? In April of 77, Velma was hired as a live-in caretaker. Well, I just want to say, that couple was a mess. <laughs> a I mean, they weren't mess. long for this world anyway. I'm going to need... Hold on. I'm going to read this sentence. I'm going to read it. So, hold on. In April of 1977, Velma was hired as live-in caretaker for 80-year-old John Henry Lee and his 76-year-old wife, Record Lee. <laughs> Record Lee? Record, that's her name. R-E-C-O-R-D. Record. Record. Record Lee. <laughs> well, it was Stagger in August. <laughs> Record Lee is a lovely name. Uh, yeah. Well, she wasn't feeble-minded. <laughs> well, they agreed to pay Velma $50 a week. Ooh, and within two months, Velma's forging checks in the name of John Henry Lee. <laughs> she should have did it with Dolly, because Dolly was feeble. She'd never yeah. catch on. And the other fucker, he was blind. You could do all kinds of shit to him. And, and an invalid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sign They had him. issues. I mean, that, yeah. that, they, can you imagine the number of doctor appointments they had every month? No. Fearing that they would find out about the bad checks and have her arrested, Velma poisoned him, poisoned uh, John Henry Lee, to prevent him from finding out what she had done. He experienced prolonged pain and died in Lumberton, North Carolina. The medical report found cause of death to be a heart attack. A couple months later, Velma quits her job as caretaker for Record Lee and moves back to Lumberton, North Carolina, where she would rent a trailer and work as a nurse's aide at a local nursing home. Mm, of course she would. Yeah. Later that year, Velma moved in with her 56-year-old boyfriend, Stuart Taylor. Oh, he's getting oh, some of that, girl. Oh, yeah. Taylor was a widower and a tobacco farmer who enjoyed Velma's company. Yeah, he got a he kick out of the ODs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was getting some, girl. Well, when she OD'd, yeah. <laughs> I he mean, was unaware of her criminal. You got a woman who's going to pass out on drugs all the time. You pretty good much got... Well... He was unaware of her criminal. You just got to get written criminal. consent and say, you know what? If we're in the middle of this and you nod off, I'm allowed to finish. Okay. You so got to get that notarized. He's unaware of her criminal background and became livid when he found letters that she'd received in prison. Velma <laughs> convinced Stuart that she'd found Jesus. 
and was now on a straight and narrow path. God bless her. Now, you know what? I got people at the church that had been in prison before, and they found Jesus, and they're living Yeah, they're I mean, it happens. Right she now. could have turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, Still, helped, she's working with the feeble-minded. And, right. <laughs> she's doing God's work. She, yeah. She's going to a nursing home eating a jello. Well, and saying, you know what, I, you're feeble-minded. I gave it to you at 1 o'clock. Okay. Still, with her speckled past of drug use and forgery, speckled Taylor to me nice. Taylor like was not interested in marrying 46-year-old I Velma. I cannot imagine why. He's Within fit- days of moving in together, Velma started stealing and forging Stuart's checks. You know, Stuart and I are the same age, and, and I really I aspire to something greater in relationships than what uh, Velma could do. <laughs> could provide maybe you shouldn't <laughs> maybe you need to lower those expectations all right I, so I think we've all had a dose of reality on expectations <laughs> in this show so so velma starts forging his checks and again she's feared she's fearing that she'll be discovered velma, yeah, I, I mean you know you, you would think that it's the same pattern it leaves a paper trail over and over again it's like oh i write these bad checks and, and then oh, i'll poison these yeah now i've got to kill them it's like you know wouldn't you think that through the second or third time like you know maybe there's a pattern here that i need to work on check Randy? My shoes, maybe all right um okay check that out so nice fearing that she'd be discovered velma bought some rat poison to take care of the problem chuck put a knife in his shoe perfect Stuart was a very religious man. Yes. He and Velma spent much of their social time attending church activities. God bless. When the famous preacher Rex Humbard, Rex, your good friend, correct? Rex Humbard, my good friend Rex Humbard, was holding a revival meeting. Man at a cross. In Fayetteville, the two decided to make the trip. During the revival, Taylor began to have stomach cramps and had to leave <laughs> to go lay down in his truck. Boy, every time you got a, a little stomach, a, a little upset stomach when you married to her, you mm-hmm. start worrying right away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was in severe pain and oh, his yes. condition right worsened. Yeah. Within days, Stuart Taylor was dead and confused doctors recommended an autopsy. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, they're catching on to her now, Colonel. But to me. What happens next, Colonel? Well, before these autopsy reports could be complete, the Lumberjack Police Detective Benson Williams received an anonymous call from a distraught woman who reluctantly identified herself as Velma Barfield's sister. Mm. You got that, Brandy. And tear-choked words, Timmy. Snitches get britches. She was full of, she was just choked up here crying. Mm-hmm. And she told detectives that Velma killed Taylor and others. Brandy. What? Your thoughts. She's right. Now, Detective Lumberjack knew of no one murdered in town, but his curiosity was stirred. Mm. At the Mm. same time, at the same time, Mm. Taylor's daughter was pressuring the doctors to give her some answers on why her father died so quickly. I want to know the truth. Doctor, you can't handle the truth. He called North Carolina's chief medical examiner, Quincy. Oh, to discuss the details of Paige Hudson to discuss the details of Stewart's illness. Hudson was quick to identify arsenic as the most likely reason and Velma as the person who probably administered it. Hmm. Now when the authorities questioned Velma to him, she insisted she would never do anything so horrible. Who me? She said. Don't However, 
Later that week, she quietly confessed to her son Ronnie that she had only meant to make Stuart a little wee bit sick, Timmy. Well, yeah, teach him a lesson. Ronnie insisted Velma go to the police and tell the truth, which is always a bad idea. <laughs> Velma Barfield ended up confessing. See, she's going to go in and say, I just meant to make him a little sick. She ended up confessing to killing Edwards, John Henry Lee, and her mother Lily Burke. What about Dolly? Well, she didn't get there yet. All right. She said her reason for killing them was to cover up the fact that she had stolen money from them to support her drug habit, Timmy. What do you think about that, Brandy? Hello, Dolly. Now, Prosecutor Joe Freeman Britt, he was a fierce capital punishment advocate, Timmy, and he wanted Velma tried on first-degree murder of Stuart Taylor. Murder. Murder. He was one. He was out for blood. Now, Velma's lawyer, Bob Jacobson, had the arduous task. Timmy, I'm gonna. You see, you put that in my part. I you see. Like that? Yeah, I yeah. can put that. In my arduous part. means difficult, devil. Arduous. So she had the arduous or difficult task of trying, trying to get a reduced charge of second degree murder. Mm-hmm. He used the defense that Velma only meant to make Stuart Taylor ill so she could return stolen money without being caught, and that her judgment was marred by her long term drug addiction. You know what? I think it's a pretty good. That's legit. legit. Yeah, yeah. I'd say your your both your judgments are are marred by your long term drug addictions. <laughs> So it's when not, the judge allowed it's not an addiction, it is a past it's, it's a hobby. <laughs> now when the judge allowed information about the other victims to be admitted into court, Jacobson knew he was in trouble and so was Velma. The the wow. word you're looking for is fucked. Britt was a tough prosecutor and he immediately set Brit. out to show the real Hmm? You'll fuck with Britt. No, he was gonna show the real Velma to the jury, All right. Timmy. All right. His strategy worked her, Brandy. just yes. like Scooby, just like the Scooby. Just pulled that mask right mm. off and showed that ugly whore for what she was. Velma. His strategy worked, and he rattled Velma's attempts to remain composed. Mm. His anger and arrogance, her anger, I'm sorry, her arrogance and her anger flared during cross-examination. See, that's it. She's got bad. Uh, she's got bad. She's got a bad attitude. She's got a bad representation. She argued that it was she old age. She shouldn't have been put on the stand. Not her poison. They killed everyone. Her lack of remorse was awarded with a verdict of guilty, and she was sentenced to death. That's right. Well, I am shocked. In prison, though, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Now this is where this is where my good friend comes in. All right, Rex. she she became a born again Christian, mm. and her list of supporters who objected to her execution grew, including my good friend evangelist Billy Graham. You call him Bill? Well, I, I call him BG. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Velma also discovered she was a skilled counselor and helped inmates adjust to their prison existence. You think about that, Brandy? She wrote, she co-wrote a book, Women on Death Row, a collection of lesbian stories. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, come on. Okay, it, it was a, just a collection of her memoirs. All right. People might want to buy it. What's the title? There could be le- uh, Women on Death Row. All right. It, but it could be, there could be lesbian stuff in there. It might be. But I don't think you get, if you're on Death Row, I think she was the only woman on Death Row. Oh, no, they... No, I get think she was in the only there. one. I think they put her on, uh, they had to make accommodations for her because she was female. They kind of like the ADA. She made, made special mm-hmm. accommodations. Now, as her exodation date approached, Timmy, mm-hmm. she, wanting a clear conscience, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and wanting forgiveness from the Lord. Yeah. She confessed to other murders. Brandy, your thoughts on that? Stupid. Including Stuart Thomas and Jennings Barfield. I see. I, I didn't think that Jennings was, uh, I thought he was like a shady character. Yeah, he had to come. Her last few years were spent ministering to prisoners. And by ministering, I mean engaging in lesbian activity. No, no, no. She was, uh, she, she counseled young inmates. And she received praise from this, from Billy Graham. Yeah. Now, Barfield's involvement in Christian ministry was extensive to the point that an effort was made to obtain a commutation to life imprisonment. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Stupid. A second basis for the appeal was the testimony of Dr. Dorothy Lewis, a professor of psychiatry at New York University of School of Medicine who was an authority on violent behavior who claimed that Barfield suffered from multiple personality disorders. And don't we all, Timmy? Your uh, comments on that. I mean, you know, she, they probably should have went down, the, I mean, probably today they would have went down the track of her abuse. You know, because it may be post-traumatic stress more than multiple uh, personality. Well, Lewis testified that she had spoken to Burfield's other personality, Billy, who told, her that, who told her that Velma had been a victim of sexual abuse and that he, Billy, had killed the abuser. So her uh, alternate... Was a guy. Was a guy. Okay. Yeah. Now the judge was not convinced. One of them did it. He said. He's calling bullshit. This is what the judge says. There may be two personalities, but one of them did it. I don't care which one. Now Velma resigned herself to the fact that the execution was imminent, and she stopped all appeals and was quoted as saying, "When I go into that chamber at 2 a.m., it's my gateway to heaven." I'm not sure Velma understands how this works. You can't just go around killing people all the time and say, I got a gateway to heaven. But she did ask for, you know what she did to me? What? She asked for the Lord's forgiveness. All right. So she felt easy going into that chamber. She'd probably been baptized. Probably been baptized. But you know what she did not have, Timmy? What? She did not have the sin-free subscription to the, from the Church of the Latter-day Colonel, Timmy. For thirty nine ninety five a month, she could have been given ongoing forgiveness. She didn't have that. Now and she, a newsletter. And a newsletter, yeah, and a sticker. Mm-hmm. Now, refusing a traditional last meal, she requested only a 12-ounce Diet Coke and a bag of cheese doodles. What do you think about that, Brandy? Cheese doodles. That's bullshit. Well, why didn't she just get the regular Coke? She worried about getting too fat for the chair, Timmy? Now, dressed in, her, health <laughs> dressed in her pink pajamas and an adult diaper, she settled on the gurney without a struggle. Two IV drips were inserted to, into her arms. You know, if, if I was on death row and they'd come to get me to take me to the death chamber, they mm-hmm. would be fucking dragging me by the ankles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be, be grabbing me. crying the like a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Three volunteers were selected to administer the lethal drug. Only two had the pancuromium bromide preventing them from ever knowing if they had the drug to kill Velma. Uh, they used to do that when they... Uh, fi- firing firing squads, squad, yeah. yeah. Only one would have the bullet or one would One have would bullet. not have yeah. the bullet, yeah, yeah, so you're never sure. Now, Velma said, I want to say that I'm sorry for all the hurt I've caused. She began in a firm voice. I know everybody has gone through a lot of pain, all the families connected, and I'm quite sorry for all this, and I want to thank everybody who has been supporting me these six years. I want to thank my family for standing with me. It's like the bitch won an Oscar, motherfucker. You you get about thank to get executed. How thank many, you all for coming out. Yeah, thank you for coming. You, motherfucker, you get last words. You don't get a last paragraph. 
I want to thank my family for standing with me through all this and my attorneys and all the support to me, everybody. The family members that she hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> the people with the prison department. I appreciate everything, their kindness and everything right. they have shown. Right. I'd like to thank my the producer. Uh, I'd like to thank Ralph who did the soundtrack for this whole ex for this execution and all my murders. I, I, now Velma finally they rang the bell. The light, red light went off and yeah. Velma ran out of a time, just like they do, you know, yeah. to Robin Williams or whoever when Orchestra their speech goes playing. too long. Yeah, <laughs> orchestra started playing and they pulled those plunges on the on the on the lethal injection all machine. Right. All right, they had enough of that. Her nonsense. She was executed by lethal injection on November 2, 1984 at the Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. She was 52 years old. She was also the first woman, Timmy, mm -hmm. to be executed after the death penalty. She was reinstated in 1976 in North Carolina and the first woman to die by lethal injection. She was buried in a small rural cemetery near her first husband, Thomas Burke. So it just goes to show you, kids, drug use and crime don't pay hmm. brandy your final thoughts on death row granny velma barfield well, she didn't mix it up very much yeah like clearly she, was she seemed to have caught. a clear mo yeah write bad checks when they come to kill the person that you're living with but exactly. you know she did go out with some grace and style i mean you got to give her that i mean well, she did yeah. Me or you, we'd have been like, oh, please, God, mother, don't do this to me. No, no, I'm innocent. I'm yeah. innocent. Is the governor called yet? Yeah, I would uh, I would not go. I would not go. Uh, go easy into that good night. No. Into no. that good girl. I'd be screaming my fucking head off. I think by that time, you know what I'd do? I'd order. I'd order the biggest fucking greasiest pizza. I'd eat cheese conies. By that time, Timmy, my gallbladder be hurt me so goddamn bad that lethal injection will be a relief. When I was in the hospital, did I tell you about being in the hospital yes. with my gallbladder? Yes. When I was in there. You told everybody. You know, he's, we're going to have a year worth of stories after he has this thing out. Oh, I'm asking. I'm asking them to give me the stones because usually they say that mine didn't show up on an ultrasound. But they say usually when you take one out, you find a bunch of stones in it anyway. So I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring you a stone, Timmy. I'm gonna put it on a little silver I, chain. I don't want it. I'm gonna get you a couple, make you smear no, rings, you. devil, I'm and good. uh, and uh, or maybe a little nose ring. You could have a little kidney, a uh, uh, gallbladder stone nose ring. Mm -mm. When no. I had my kidney stone, I could not believe how small the stone was. It came out. Really, Timmy, it felt like it felt like it was you had you know those Chinese stars. Yeah. Now imagine a six-sided oh, one of those. I don't want to imagine that. No. That's what it felt like That's coming out of my. Uh, coming out of my male my my exceptional male member your wee wee oh that last 10 inches timmy it hurt like a son bitch colonel your Fucking final whatever. thoughts on velma barfield well i think you ought not kill people like that timmy yeah i don't have much sympathy for her although you know she would she worked for a bunch of fucked up people yeah but she died i like, mean she she was abused and i mean she had a pretty bad childhood she did but you know she didn't work for fucked up people. <laughs> well, they were fucked up. Well, no, they were old. Well, you know what I found out, to, though, Timmy? What's that? They put Have her... you ever worked with, for a feeble person before? Have you ever worked, <laughs> I with, worked, with, I've worked feeble with feeble person people? Right now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> feeble people. You know what they don't let you do, Timmy? What? When you go into surgery, you can't wear your underwear. That's no, they don't, they don't approve of that. Why not? Are you going to shave? In case they have to shove things in orifices, orify. Or if I, Are you going to shave before the big day? I'm, I'm already shaved, Timmy. 
He keeps it clean. I keep it clean. Yeah. I like a well manicured lawn to me. <laughs> he does manscaping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn right I do. Uh, Brandy, uh, we would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. If you would like to uh, support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or or just a wee little bit to me. And uh, for our donors who give $5,000 or more, you will get a... <laughs> you get a night with the colonel. No, you get a... Night out on the town with the colonel. A, a, a uh, gallstone from the Oh, colonel. yeah, you can get a customized gallstone. I get one of those little Chinese people. You seen those people that write your name on a piece of rice? I'm going to get one of those people to write, oh, paint God. your name on one of my gallstones. There goes, goes our reviews. Brandy, I want to give shout-outs to our Patreon listeners. Well, let's start with Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Hior, Howard, Cheryl Weldon, Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, who just had a birthday. Yay. Happy Tommy birthday, Lane, man. Jason Dykes, James Seabright, Eric Fowler, Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savoda, Maggie Glover, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, Jody Wells, Daniel Sweet, Amber Sweet, uh, Amber Anderson, Ben and Rosanna from They Walk Among Us. Oh, Ben. <laughs> ben has been feeling bad. I hope you're feeling better. I hope ben. you're feeling better, Ben. Yes. Laura Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly, Charlotte, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Joseph Kern, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, uh, Mike Brown, the Pleasing Terrors podcast. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now American History podcast with Joe. Yes, Joe Hopkins. Rebecca Oshinger. Omelette. Cheryl. Becky Omelette. Catherine Cockgarage Richardson. Fiona Crisp. Laura O'Reilly. Donna Curran. John. Sue Story. Christine Bourgeois. Maja. Aaron with an A. Kimberly Cambron. Elise. Uh, the History Goes Bump podcast, Diane Student, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Marquita Smith, Dr. Jeff and Don Chestnut, who we hope are doing we okay. Hope safe, yeah. Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strapp, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Irvin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, The Vanished Podcast. Marissa Zach, and that pretty little boy. You ever seen her little baby boy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Just a, a prettiest little kid, mm-hmm. little boy I've ever seen. Uh, Zachary, Canadian True Crime. Char- Christy Lee. Charlie and Allie with Insight. Tracy Smith. And Jess with Kiwi Crimes. Yes, and that's our Spotlight Podcast of the Day. And Rudy the Wonder Dog. And, of course, Lady Beverly. And Lady Beverly. Dottie, and Dottie. lovely Dottie Scott. And I, and I want to give a, a special shout-out because um, I really appreciate this. Jill Phoenix has given us a couple good shout-outs on podcasts we listened to for Dead Ball. Yes, thank you very and much. And she left us a very nice review for Dead Ball. So, Jill, we really, really appreciate that. And Nina as well. Nina instead. Yeah. Nina has. But uh, again, check kind. out um, Kiwi Crimes with um, our good friend Jess. 
That's a great podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.